So firstly, just remind us why you've been running the project and, and who's funding it. Well, fortunately, we got funding through the Arts Council and the PRS Foundation. Um, the project, as you said, is um, something that we got interested in about um, the ordinary people, but ordinary people who've got extraordinary lives. They're, they're all local people, um, and they've all done weird and wacky things. Yeah, and you came in last June as well to talk about the project in its early stages. Yes. How have the last nine months or so been? Hectic, very, very hectic, but very enjoyable. Um, we've been doing workshops with um, a local school and they're going to be joining us in our second concert to uh, premiere material that they've been working on. Um, so um, we're really looking forward to the premiere of Crack Voices on the um, 10th next Saturday um, at Anglia Ruskin University as well. Yeah, and what about the response from people? How good has that been so far? Absolutely fantastic. Um, it's a little, it's potentially a little difficult to understand what we what we've been up to. But once people get it, they really, really get it, and we've had a fantastic response. Yep. So I'd like to play a little preview clip now. This is from one of the songs that's coming up. Here we go. That is called The Devil and the Draper, I believe. Yes, it is, yeah. You talk about Forgotten Voices, part of this project. Do you feel you succeeded in your mission in, in reaching out to them? I think so. I mean, Graham is the real um, researcher out of the two of us. Um, he sort of really delved into lots of stories from around South Cambridgeshire and North Hertfordshire and just found lots of really interesting tales that he's then written these amazing texts about, which I got to set to music. Yeah. Uh, so I left the storytelling to him, really. Yeah. Uh, what example? Can we talk about stories? What kind of examples have come your way? in terms of interesting stories. Any, anybody that's particularly caught your eye? It's very difficult to choose a favourite one. I quite like James Lucas, the story of the Hitchin Hermit. Um, Graham can tell more about the story than me because he's the one who researched it. But uh, the uh, story goes that James Lucas was a... He came from quite a wealthy background, didn't he, Graham? He did. Um, but he then... What happened? What happened? He, uh... Uh, well, James Lucas was... Um... <sighs> Basically, he believed his brother was trying to kill him. Um, he suffered um, from paranoid schizophrenia and he shut himself away uh, to try and protect himself from his brother. Um, and gradually his house collapsed around him and um, he became a local tourist attraction and then a national tourist attraction um, as people... I mean, the railway was um, advertising, go and see the... Uh, use the railway to come and see the Hertfordshire Hermit. Um, and um, Dickens was one of the people who actually visited him, um, but Dickens wasn't very impressed with him because Dickens had had a life, well, when he was young, had a, had a very hard life and couldn't understand why anybody would throw their money away um, like that. Um, but Dickens really misunderstood him and didn't get the fact that he was um, an ill person. 
I think it's a really interesting juxtaposition. You've got Charles Dickens on one side, who came from very little and worked really hard, and then you've got James Lucas, and you've got the impression everyone else had of him and just, oh, let's come and see the spectacle, let's come and see what's going on here. And they didn't really know the true story of what was going on. I think all of those things combined make it really interesting tale. Yeah, because obviously you talked about Cambridge, but also it's incorporating North Hertfordshire as well, this project, yeah. so it's yeah. also incorporating those areas as well. And the premiere is obviously next weekend. Saturday is the date, I believe, for that. How are the preparations going for it? They're going really well. Um, we had our second-to-last rehearsal a couple of weeks ago, and that went very well. Um, and, yeah... It, we've got some brilliant performers. We have. We've got Donna Leonard, who's our soprano. Um, we've got Miles Horner, uh, Ralph Woodward from Cambridge, and we have Sue Pettit on clarinet. And they are all fabulous. They work together really well as a team. And they're deliberately... Um, we put out a call for performers, for local performers. So they're all from the East Anglia region, um, apart from Miles, who has connections with East Anglia. Yeah. It sounds like they've clicked as well, because obviously they all come from different perspectives, you know, playing different instruments, doing different things. But it seems to me that they've clicked. They have. We've been very lucky. I mean, Miles and Donna happen to have worked together or have sung together in the past. And um, Ralph and Sue are just amazing and they do a lot of ensemble work and accompanying work. So they, they just really gel as musicians really well. We're really lucky that it worked, actually, because we, we didn't know how it would go, did we? We didn't. No, that's the thing with any new project, isn't it? There's always that element of uncertainty because, you know, I guess you've never done it before, so it was kind of like, you know, it's always going to be a bit experimental. But obviously, because it's gone so well, I'm guessing that you'll, you'll take heart from that and if you want to do other projects, you'll think, Crack Voices was a great example and we'll, we'll use that as a blueprint. Well, definitely. And yeah. I definitely think we've managed to access lots of people. One of the big things about new music nowadays is audience development. It's getting people involved in the new music. Because some people see a new piece of music around and think, oh, I'm not sure about that. I don't know what to expect. I'm going to be a bit cautious about it. But actually, we've had lots of brilliant responses from people across the board, from musicians and non-musicians and the general public. It's been brilliant, hasn't it? And, and it's great because the, the music is as varied as the stories that are being told. Um, so the stories start in Celtic times and then they go right the way up to um, 2015. Um, and the music sort of reflects that. I mean, The Devil and the Drape is quite folksy. Um, mm. And um, some of it's much more accessible some of it's less accessible well not less accessible but more written in a more complex musical yes. language but it's all music that someone who isn't a professional musician or an academic could come and listen to and get something from um it's not music that if you've never listened to new music before it's going to really scare you and frighten you it's music that everyone can get something out of i hope and there's narration linking the songs together um and slight a slideshow in the background as well so it's, it's very much uh, uh, almost an interactive mm. thing yeah, and in terms of the event at Anglia Ruskin as well, how's that going to work? Is it a free event for the public or is it ticketed? How's, how's that going to work? It's ticketed. Um, tickets are £10 or £5 concessions and you can buy those through the Cracked Voices website, which is cracked-voices.co.uk um, or directly from Anglia Ruskin's box office or they will be available on the night as well. Yeah, OK. And one thing I've noticed about the production as well is that you talk about quirky time signatures and memorable lines and the nature theme and the world around us. How have you incorporated that? Just give us an example of how you've managed to get that in, if you like. Nature. Yeah. Nature. Well, um, every each song has a bird linking to it. Um, it's it's a, just one example of nature. There's quite a few ways it's linked in, but um, Graham has a song, a bird linked with every piece, and in most of them, you can hear the bird somewhere within it. So it's a, little, a sort of extra challenge for anyone coming along, actually. No, see you have you to can, do a Sherlock. Yeah, see if you can work out which bird which relates to which piece. Yeah. Nature's quite a broad theme, obviously, as well. It, so It yeah. is a broad yeah. theme, yeah. But there's a lot of, for example, The Devil and the Draper is based on um, Fairfield Heath. So there's obviously there's landscapes and things there. And um, 
domestic economy is also based on Thurfield Heath, actually, um, talking about larks being captured. So there's another instant nature link there. Good. And you've got another event coming up in Royston uh, for charity. I think it's later, it's next month, I believe. It's the 28th of April, yeah. Tell us a bit more about that. Um, So that one is the second performance of um, Cracked Voices, but as well as that, we are featuring the premiere of Cracked Objects, which is our educational project we've done um, in collaboration with Meridian School. So we've gone in there. Graham worked with a, a group of writers to write uh-huh. their own texts um, based on these cracked objects from Royston Museum and then I've worked with composers to set them to music and next week in fact the composers and writers get to hear their pieces for the first time workshopped by the Cracked Voices performers and then in April they get to have their own premiere of their own music Wow, very interesting indeed and if you're listening to this and thinking I can't make the concerts but I really want to hear this will it become a CD or a digital version? How, how are you going to work that one? We are planning on releasing a CD hopefully just before the summer we haven't got a recording yeah. date scheduled yet, but we're working on it. So people will be able to listen to it and see, and if they can't make the concert, they can hear it, hear it for themselves, what an incredible project it is. They can hear the music, they can read the stories online, yeah. Brilliant, great stuff. And finally, of course, you were due to do a pop-up talk yesterday, I believe. Now, the snow obviously has been sweeping the region. It's, uh, you know, it's been a bit of a problem. Did that go ahead? And if so, how did it go? It went very well, thank you. Um, we had... I don't know, we had quite a few people down the Sedgwick Museum come in and meet one of our characters, Herodine Sell, who was one of the fossil diggers at um, Bassingbourne, um, talking about how the Barrington hippo came into the museum's collection and how he was killed by fossilised poo. OK. <laughs> Great stuff. That sounds, that sounds very, very un- slightly unusual story, but I guess it's the sort of thing you try to incorporate stuff that's, exactly. a little bit, that's a little bit off the wall, if I can call it that, if I'm allowed to say yep. that. So, brilliant. Well, very best of luck with the, the project as well. Obviously, the premiere is on Saturday night. We wish you very, very well with that. I hope that all goes well. Thank you both for coming in, and as I say, good luck with the project. Thank you. Thank you.